Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Technology Uncorked. My name is Jeff Quattromani, and this show is brought to you by Navman. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what do Navman do? Well, they make a long range of products, but primarily the one part that I'm particularly excited about is their dash cam range. And their dash cam range has been around for a very long time with a long history and a lot of success. And that's important because when they've had a lot of time in the industry, they've learned a lot, maybe they've made the mistakes along the way, and they've learned from the meaning that the product that you'll buy today has been thought through. Not just going to be rushed to market, not just going to be from a brand that hasn't played in this space before. Navman's been looking after drivers for years, for decades. Now, the latest dash cam range from Navman primarily is going to be the one that you're probably going to look for called the MyView Outer. This is more of a vertical mount that sits really perfectly next to that rear vision mirror, as well as potentially coming with that rear camera if you choose the DC model with the rear camera that goes right on the back window or under the back number plate, whatever it is that actually suits you best. Having it on the back window, especially if you drive an SUV like we do, means that the wiring component is very easy. This isn't something you need to go to an auto electrician or be intelligent necessarily to even install this. It's a plug and play type product. And yes, crack a beer and you get the whole thing done before that first beer is finished. I promise you it's very, very easy. Even I can do it and I reckon even you could do it too. Now, one thing that I will call out as well because somebody emailed me this week and was surprised by, it comes with the storage card included. So literally, it is plug and play, meaning you don't need to buy another thing except for the dash cam, and it is entirely ready to go. I think with a lot of other brands, you may have heard, they don't actually even come with the storage card inside the box, and uh, that's a potential problem. Because you know why? Because the storage card actually makes a difference in terms of write speed, making sure it's got the read speeds as well, because when it's recording and something goes wrong, you want to make sure you've actually captured and saved that footage rapidly because you don't know what kind of situation you've just been in and the card that comes in the box with the navman range the entire range is the right model for the right camera and you sir owl or madam are going to be a happy customer head to navman.com.au and check out the entire range and find the best one for you let's get on with the show jeff quattromani multi-australian in sydney tech expert jeff quattromani jeff quattromani thank you very much from sydney Jeff Quattromani is here. And now it's time to talk technology with Jeff Quattromani. Jeff Quattromani. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. What the heck? Let's talk tech. And good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whenever it is that you are listening to Australia's number one podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Have a seat. Please sit down. Have a seat. Get comfortable. Are you driving? Where are you going? You want to work? Congrats. Good for you. Making a living. And get a bit of education along the way. You'll turn up to work even smarter. That's not a bad benefit. Now, we have clearly opened a bottle of wine. And it is called the Headline Act. Yes, it's me rocking up in a bottle of wine. Now, this is a this is a Shiraz. A Shiraz from a, a new brand, I guess, called Headline Acts. And honestly, I kind of like it. And I'll tell you why. It's fun. Maybe just like this whole band picture that I see on the bottle. Uh, it's a fun, lively, medium-bodied, fruity red wine. It's approachable. It's easy to drink without food as I'm doing right now. And I kind of like it. It's very simple. And I'll tell you the other, the other thing, 20 bucks, 20 bucks. So if you go to a barbecue over the weekend and you need to bring a bottle of wine, uh, bring the headline act. It's actually pretty darn good for 20, for 20 bones. It's not bad. And it's an Australian wine from Southeastern Australia. I guess that's just a little bit left of uh, or right, depending on which way you're looking at the camera of maybe the Barossa Valley. Pretty good. Now, today on the show, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. What do you want to talk about today? Maybe we should talk about drones. I've been flying the latest one from DJI. Should we talk about 
Samsung devices, like a new Flip, a new Fold, a new watch, a new tablet. Okay. And we'll also maybe cover a little bit of tech news. And let's start very quickly with that. Now, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. There is a new filter that is going to be available inside Microsoft Teams. If you are traveling to work and you're about to join a virtual meeting or you're working from home and you're about to join a virtual meeting, guess what? The makeup's been done for you already if it's a Teams call. There is going to be a new AI-powered makeup filter arriving to Microsoft Teams as a plug-in from Maybelline, the makeup brand that your wife probably knows all about. This will mean that you can have eyeshadow, eyeliner, lipstick, or even a bit of powder on the cheeks applied through an AI filter, and you'll get to customize and make sure it certainly suits your colors that you're actually trying to achieve. What will that mean? Well, it means that you can drag yourself out of bed one minute before the meeting starts and look like you were just ready for a photo shoot. Now, the one thing I will say, obviously, I haven't tested this. Um, I'm not saying obviously because I'm a man. I'm saying obviously because it's not actually available just yet. It's still on the way to market. So keep a lookout in the Microsoft's App Store to be able to download it into Teams. But the reason I'm saying that is because I haven't tested it, meaning I don't know how well this works. Now, I think someone on the other end of the line may notice. I'm not saying this is going to be a foolproof makeup system. Just like when you go to a club and the lights turn on, you kind of notice what you're actually looking at. I feel like with this will be the same kind of problem. So if you're really going to drag yourself out of bed and you're hoping for a filter to make you look 20 years younger or nice and fresh, I think you need to think twice. It may help you in some regard, but I don't expect it to do it all. Just like my virtual background makes it look like I'm sitting in the Bahamas. Guess what? I'm not. I wish I was, but the filter, it just won't lie. Now, the other thing I want to talk about, yes, I want to talk about drones. I want to talk about it. I want to tell you about what I've been flying. I'm really excited about it, to be honest. It's from DJI, and it's called the Air 3. I've had this for a few weeks, and it was announced this week. Finally, I felt like I almost talked about it a couple of times, uh, not just here, but even on radio. I had people calling into 4BC or 3AW, someone asking for suggestions in that space. And I literally just said, oh, I think you should get the new wait till next week, wait till the week after. Um, so I didn't completely ruin the surprise. But the Air 3 is the latest from DJI. And I haven't tested a drone in a long time. There's been a bunch of new drones. I've talked about them on this show, but I haven't necessarily tested them. So when I got approached by DJI about this one that was coming out, I saw, yeah, you know what, let's do it. Because the one that I normally fly, I think it was the Mavic Air 1 or something like that. It's actually maybe four years old, potentially. I don't know, but it's not new in any way, shape or form. Um, And I certainly have been using that drone when we had the floods, for example. I take the drone out to see what the impact looked like, just how big that little stream in our backyard grew to be an ocean uh, and it was amazing to be able to do that to you know really fly in areas that you can't normally walk to obviously and I, I think that's what drones do is they take you to a space that might be exactly where you're standing but at a totally different view different altitude and it gives you a totally different perspective on things entirely now I don't live anywhere near the city um, I mean I'm probably an hour an hour's drive from, you know, Center Point Tower, for example. I took the drone up and a pretty clear day and I could easily see the full city landscape. I could see, I could make out where Center Point Tower was from the drone. Now I can tell you, I can stand in my backyard and look as best as I like. I'm never going to see the city. But with the drone, I could get that view. Now the latest from DJI, what's so good about the Air 3, Jeff? You just keeps talking about flying drones. 
Well, a couple of things. One, there's two cameras on this beauty now. There's a wide angle camera and a three times tele camera as well. Now, before I tell you about the rest of the specs, why that's important is simple to me. The drones still make a little bit of noise. We have cows in the back paddock. If you check out my Instagram or threads or Twitter, I think I shared it everywhere. Um, you'll see the, the drone footage that I posted from this drone or the video footage from this drone of me flying towards the cows in the paddock. Now, whether they saw it coming or not, they would have heard it eventually and they kind of freaked out and ran a little bit. But I wasn't, and I should have been, I wasn't using the three times tele zoom on the, on the drone. And I think if I had done that, I wouldn't have scared them as quickly as I, as I did. And as a result, I would have potentially gotten closer before they really noticed. And that's what a three times zoom will allow you to do. But it also means that you can get closer to subjects that may be a little bit nerve wracking to normally fly towards like a waterfall, waves of a beach, whatever it is, and keep your distance while making it look like you're certainly not keeping your distance. And that's what that three times zoom will be beneficial for. Um, I'm hopefully going coastal this weekend and I'm planning on taking it with me to try and get some shots, maybe drive it straight into an upcoming wave and see what happens. Who knows? Now, you will be able to get 48 megapixel photos. You will be able to record 4K, 60 frames per second, HDR videos. And the best part and what really takes the stress out of droning is 46 minutes of flight time. 46 minutes of flight time basically means that you can launch the drone eat a sandwich, and then come back to flying your drone while it's just been waiting for you midair. Then you can drive to where you want to take that photo or the object you want to film, whatever it is, and you can really take your time. You can take your time to get the right positioning. You can practice. You can you know, use the drone, learn all the functions of the drone without having that worry in the back of your head that it's about to fall out of the sky running out of battery life. So that's such an amazing convenience, and it's just a level of comfort that you're not stressing about this thing hovering above you. It's actually happy to sit there for as long as you need. 46 minutes is a very good flight time. Now, this is also the first time I've flown a drone with the built-in screen on the controller. Normally, I have to plug my smartphone in to get visuals and open the app. Having the screen and all the application embedded in the controller means that I haven't needed to worry about app support. I haven't needed to worry about um, missing a call on my phone while I'm flying the drones. It's just convenient. And it basically means that when I wanted to fly on the weekend, uh, I just had to grab those two items, turn them on, turn the drone on, pull the arms out and away it goes. It was just a simple way of just get going without having to think about, oh, hang on, phone, plugs, make sure it's cradled properly. Oops, unlock it, turn it sideways, fingerprint, whatever it was. It was just a simple way of approaching it. Phone could stay in the pocket. I could transfer the content later. And, uh, and it wasn't a problem whatsoever. So I love that. Beyond everything else, like I've just said, um, it has it weighs 720 grams. It's not heavy. You could put it in a backpack and be very comfortable flying it as well. No problems there. The one thing I wanted to touch, I'm trying to find my notes to make sure I don't confuse what I wanted to say, was flying distance. I think, and I'll try and find the actual number. Yes, it is. I can fly this drone... I can fly this drone, um, this is why it's good to have 46 minutes battery life, 20 kilometers away. I have a transmission distance of 20 kilometers. Now, I'll tell you, my parents don't live, well, they don't live that far away, but I was able to easily fly to their place, take a shot of their property from, the, from very high up in the sky, and send it to them later. 
I think at 20 kilometers distance, I could probably go to Bunnings and get a sausage with the drone. I know that has been done before, but I can see that happening easily. I could probably go to more than one Bunnings. I could probably fly a sausage sandwich from one Bunnings and take it to another with this drone. That's how good the flight time is and the battery life. So yeah, am, am I impressed by this drone? Absolutely. Have things changed a lot since that first one that I flew or the one that I've been flying most recently than before that? Absolutely. It's got the um, vertical shooting as well. So if you're into um, sharing things on stories from your drone, that makes it very simple. If it's shooting in vertical, it means you don't have to you know, have any cropped video going out. But again, I don't necessarily want to take drone footage and only share it for 24 hours. I want it to be baked in the cake. I want it to be in my album there forever. So yes, plenty of different modes. There is a thing called Master Shots, which automatically performs diverse camera movements, shoots multiple clips, edits the clips, and adds music to generate fast and effortless cinematic footage. I mean, that sounds pretty awesome. It's got night mode that it can capture 4K, 30 frames per second, clean footage, even in low light environments. It's got a hyperlapse mode. So again, if you want to do any kind of time-lapse footage with that extra battery life that's built into it, you now can. You could capture a proper sunset on a drone. That's something most people haven't probably thought about doing. Um, then there's quick shots, being able to do a rocket, a drone, a circle, a helix, a boomerang, and an asteroid 10. I can't tell you what half of those are, but I think that's really what I'm hoping to achieve over the weekend is a little bit more than just flying it around, actually do some of the more automation. You know, I think even things like focus track, where it just keeps the subject in the center of the frame, and you can basically go for a walk, a ride, whatever you like, and or drive, and the drone just follows you. And just keeps you in, in frame, keeps you in shot, allows you to get some really cool footage of you doing what you want to do um, while it just records. Slow motion is there. It's got just so much stuff. Um, and me flying this little thing around, just, you know, having a putt around is really scratching the surface to what this can actually uh, get up to. Now, does it come at a price? Of course it comes at a price. The Air 3 has a retail price of $16.99. The Fly More combo comes in at $2,049. And then there's another combo that's $2,349 that just adds more accessories, filters, and things like that, and extra batteries and so on. So it's it's wild. It's crazy. Uh, at $1,699, I love this drone. This is kind of, for me, the, the normal drone that people should be going for. Unless you're a pro photographer, movie maker, you make a, make a business out of this, then there's plenty of other drones you can get. But I think for a lot of people taking a holiday that they want to capture from a different perspective, boom, there it is right there. It's the Air 3. It's, uh, it's wicked cool. It's so cool. And it's available right now. You can go and get it. You go buy it. You go buy. You go buy. Now, after this, let's talk about Samsung. What, again, Samsung, crikey Moses. They've unpacked a few things. The phones, well, two phones, tablets, three tablets, watches, two watches. So we're talking about, I don't know, nine, you do the maths, nine products, 10 products, whatever it is. We're going to talk about it right after this. All right, now, the one thing that I will always say when I think about Samsung these days is that, boy, do they offer everything. If you think about Samsung as a brand, they're in your laundry, they're in your kitchen, they're in your pocket, they're on your wrist, they're in your ears, they're in the living room. They are providing products for every component in your life, whether it's the washing machine, the fridge, your headphones, the TV that you watch, the soundbar that you listen to. They have so many products, it's insanity. So today when we talk about new Samsung products, it could have been anything. It could have been absolutely anything. And, the, and you know, throughout the year, You'll hear me say Samsung a lot, not because I'm wedded to Samsung, that's definitely not the case, but because they just do so much in the consumer electronics space that uh, it's hard to spend a week 
not mentioning the Samsung brand. It genuinely is. Now, Samsung had an event in Korea, in Seoul. Um, it's all about Seoul. And I think this was just a, a fantastic event. It was on at the right time for most people in Australia. Uh, anybody could have watched it and watched the live stream. But they announced, let's start with the phones. They announced a new flip and a new fold. If you weren't aware, there is now, they're on up to the fifth generation, meaning they've now been flipping and folding for a while. Flip 5, Fold 5, no necessary reason to, to change the name, just give it a new number, and we know it's a new model. Now, lucky they have given it a new number, because on the outside, looking at this thing, looking at the brochure, you really would struggle to notice too much of a difference between the 4 and the 5. Now, no one listening to this show who has a 4 is probably considering getting the 5. Not because not much has changed, but because they've made an investment and 12 months would be too soon to replace it, okay? But I'll tell you straight up, it's so incremental that a lot of the surface, the updates are under the hood. Whether it's a new processor, whether it's a slightly better camera, it's under the hood. These are things you won't see when you're driving past the billboards. With that said, the Flip 5 looks like it is now the focus area when it comes to these two devices. I think originally when these flip devices and folding devices came to market, it was all about fold. And the reason I say that is because they were heavily trying to push the fact that you could have what's like a mini tablet with a phone when you when you folded it up. But I think what the market has probably told Samsung is actually, you know what, that device is crazy expensive. Most people can't afford it and not everyone wants to carry a tablet in their pocket. But what they have been attracted to is the portability of having a phone that folds to be half the size of what it is. They still want that big screen on a smartphone, but they don't necessarily want to carry a big screen in their pocket. And that's where I think the Flip is certain, certainly starting to make a bit more of an impact. And it sounds to me that Samsung is focusing in that area. Now, one of the big changes that we've seen from Samsung is on the Flip 5 is that on the outside is a pretty decent sized screen. I remember testing, I think it must have been the original Flip. And it had this tiny, tiny little screen that you could use just to know who was calling or to know what song you were playing. And it was pretty handy. Like it was a nice thing. But now the screen on the front is bigger than I would have ever seen on a BlackBerry Q series or Bold series. It's a decent sized screen. I apologize to anyone listening who was born after the BlackBerry era. Um, but you get my drift. What we used to enjoy on, say, the BlackBerry Q10, the BlackBerry Bold 9000, um, those size screens is what you've now got on the outside of a flip phone. And that is a, probably a line that no one's ever said in their lives. So there's a lot happening in that space, but not necessarily anything you'll notice. So if you're in the market and you've never purchased a flip or fold, then yeah, this will be the natural one that you will probably start to look at. But if you have a flip or fold device right now, you're probably looking at this thinking you made a good investment and it's continuing to last. I would probably suggest to Samsung one thing. It doesn't need to be a yearly device. I don't think Samsung needs to release a new flip or a new fold every year. I don't think people are looking at these two devices in the same way they look at the Galaxy S series. The Galaxy S series, now it's a 23, who's counting? But the S, the S series is looked at as their flagship phone. It's their competitive phone. It's the one that really shows the brand. I don't think people look at the flip and folds in that same way. And I think Samsung could happily, I'm not saying take a year off, but continue to do software improvements to their existing range without having to just release a new device. Because if we're honest, it's so incremental that I don't think it does them any favors. Because now that they've released these devices, the four inevitably needs to be cheaper 
meaning that they're making less money on the four and not necessarily selling more of the fives. Because the reality is that if you really wanted one today, why wouldn't you just get a four, which will now be incredibly discounted? Why wouldn't you? Because you'll save some money. They're going to have the same software updates. The cameras will be marginally at best to notice the difference. And I would struggle to really convince you to whether to spend more than one extra dollar on this, on this model. So I think from a Samsung point of view, this could be a biannual update. I don't think it needs to be every year. I think it's almost a bit wasteful. We talk a lot about the environment and saving money. I think Samsung could just save some money and impact the environment significantly by moving this to a biannual refresh. And that would actually mean a huge difference from what they could do from a recycling, sustainability, and safety point of view. Now, if you're interested in the Flip 5, 250 gigs base storage, 8 gig of memory, 1649, goes up to a 512 model, which tops out at 1849. But if you want the Z Fold 5, 256 base storage, 12 gig of RAM. It is a more of a workhorse, no doubt. Two and a half thousand dollars. We talk about iPhones going up in price. We talk about how expensive Apple stuff is, but let's be honest. I just said there is a phone that you can buy with 250 gigs of storage, 12 gigs of RAM, but it comes at a price tag of $2,599. In this day and age, two and a half thousand dollars on a phone. I don't care if it folds out to be a tablet. That's a lot of money. And that's a real challenge, I think, for most Australians to be considering. Now, let's talk about the watches, because I think we did the phones, the foldables. The Galaxy Watch has changed. There's now two new models, Galaxy Watch 6 and Watch 6 Classic. They are hard words to get out of my mouth for some reason. Now, what's changed? Well, the screen is a little bit bigger. The battery life is slightly improved. You will now get up to 40 hours on the Watch 6 and uh, up to 30 hours if you keep the display always on. If you always want to see the, the time or you want the person who you're talking to to see your watch and glance at the time for themselves, uh, you'll have that feature. So 30 hours means great. You're going to get a proper night's sleep and then potentially charge during working hours. And I think that's a great way of operating. I have always said that you should be wearing your smartwatch to sleep because otherwise you miss out on the sleep tracking, potentially miss out on it being your alarm to vibrate you awake. Um, and I think that's a real wasteful piece because there's so many good insights you can get from your sleep and stuff like that. So wearing it to bed is important as long as your watch survives the sleep time. If it doesn't, you're going to miss your alarm. You're going to be a very upset person. So 30 hours means you can have peace of mind, have a proper sleep at least above 24 hours battery life. In some cases, the Apple Watch does simply not make it that far. The Watch 6 Classic looks nice. It's got a proper bezel on the outside. It looks like a pretty serious watch, like a real watch, like a watch you would normally just see somebody wearing. But obviously, it's got a big round screen on the inside. And again, we're talking about that 40-hour battery life, um, that 30 hours always on display. It got this stainless steel sort of, well, they call it hybrid eco leather band going for it. It's gorgeous. I think you'd want to be able to change that band easily if you're going to the gym a lot. And if you're going to get this thing super sweaty, you probably want to be changing that band and then changing again when you go to work. Beyond that, what can I tell you about it? Not a lot. It does all of the biometric stuff that we've always talked about. Yes, it has all of those features you expect. ECG, body composition, heart rates, um, tracking your runs, blah, 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 blah. Am I really excited by this watch? No, I'm not. It starts at $549. It tops out at $849, which is the 47mm Watch 6 Classic with LTE built in. Yes, there's a Bluetooth version or just LTE. And honestly, yes, it's exciting if you are going for your first smartwatch, but would anybody really be throwing away their current smartwatch to get this one? I don't think so. Could it be bundled with something? 
probably. What I am excited about, and I, I'm strange, strangely excited about this one, is the tablets. Now, maybe it's because Google recently had their Pixel tablet that I'm suddenly back in this, in this space. I've also recently been using my iPad Pro again. Now, I love the iPad Pro. Big screen. Um, it's, it's great. It's got plenty of power. I don't use the cameras on them because I don't like to take photos on an iPad, but I love the fact that I've got a larger, larger display. And then Samsung comes out and says, we've got three tablets to talk about, the S9, the S9 Plus, and the S9 Ultra. Now, okay, I wanted to skip immediately to the S9 Ultra, but I won't. The S9 um, Tab, the Tab S9, is a really nice looking tablet, 11 inches, um, weighs less than half a kilo. It's got plenty of power. Is in eight gig of um, eight gig of store, not storage memory. And what else? What was I about to say? Why did I say memory? I meant that. It's so weird. Um, it's but all, all of these tablets run Android. There's no Windows tablets in this mix. Samsung did that um, some time ago, and it didn't necessarily work out very well for them or their customers. But all Android devices in this case, um, Android 13 to be specific. And if you want one of these simple tablets with just Wi-Fi, you're looking at 1299. Is that cheap? No, it's not cheap. And I think the Pixel tablet, and I think I'm going to check this live um, to be sure how it compares on price. And I am sure now 899 for the Google Pixel tablet. Now this is controversial potentially. 899 for the Pixel tablet and you're looking at $12.99 for the Tab S9. Now, why is that controversial? Well, the Pixel tablet comes with the dock. It acts as a smart home display when it's not in use. This tablet acts as a chopping board when it's not in use. It has no purpose whatsoever except sitting there and being a regretted purchase potentially. But if you've got a good use for it, then all power to you. Spend the $12.99, enjoy your lunch. 12.4 inches is the Tab S9+. Plus. The S9 Plus, that plus piece, is an extra inch and a bit, uh, 12.4 inches, dynamic AMOLED. It is a gorgeous-looking tablet in every respect. A really thin bezel on the outside, looks more like a picture frame. It's so, It's got such a small bezel that the cameras have a notch, and we don't normally see a notch on a tablet. We've certainly seen them on the iPhone, but this tablet even has a notch. That's how small the bezel is. It just cracks over um, half a kilo at 581 grams, um, it has, here's the funny part, it's 5G capable and the 5G element adds an extra five grams. So does how much does 5G weigh? 5G. Let me say that again. The Wi-Fi version weighs 581 grams. The 5G enabled Tab S9 Plus weighs 586 grams. That's an extra 5G. Snip that line, clip it, make it important. That goes viral. Uh, moving forward, that one will start at 1699 Wi-Fi only. If you add the five grams, it goes up to $1,949. So 5G will actually cost you five grams and 300 something dollars. That hurts a little bit more than the five grams. Then there is the Tab S9 Ultra. And this to me is where I went, huh, oh, 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 oh. Um, in my full Korean accent, 14.6 inches dynamic AMOLED uh, two times, uh, two, two X, whatever you want to call it. It has a refresh rate of up to 120 hertz. This thing is a, uh, a weapon. Uh, I, I say weapon in the most 17-year-old Mambo t-shirt wearing respect. Uh, it, this is an absolute weapon VL Commodore style. 732 grams of, of weight. I don't think that's going to break your arm. 
It's got some some pretty serious cameras on it as well, which I again I don't recommend anybody using. Please don't um, accept for video calling for meetings in your own privacy. Please don't be a person on holidays carrying a fourteen point six inch tablet, standing up in a crowd and taking photos of the Mona Lisa or the Eiffel Tower or any any landmark. Don't be in public taking photos with a tablet. Please, that tell your friends. Make sure they don't do that. Again, an eleven. This is crazy. Eleven thousand milliamp hour battery big, big battery for big performance. This thing um, will multitask. This thing will help you get work done. You could be in a meeting, split the screen, open up your email, open up a notes section, um, do some artwork, copy and paste things, be watching, I don't know, a Twitter video or an X video, uh, as in the new name of Twitter, not X-rated videos, watch an X video and doing whatever you like, literally split the screen three times. You do what you like, got 14 point inch, 14.6 inches of real estate, you certainly can do whatever you want. 12 gigs of memory, 250 gigs of base storage, $1,999, just shy of $2,000 for 14.6 inches of weaponry. I think it's brilliant. Now, the model goes all the way up, and I really, it's worth, worth pointing this out, worth pointing this out. It has got, at the top end, one terabyte of storage. And with 5G capabilities, you will pay just 50 bucks less than $3,000. Are they expensive tablets? Yes. Do they have plenty of power? Absolutely. Should you buy one? Meh. I don't know. Do you really want something like that? Or do you just want to buy the iPad Pro? Or do you want to go down the lower end of the scale and just get the Google Pixel tablet? I mean, that Google Pixel tablet at 899 suddenly feels cheap compared to what we've just spoken about. There's a lot to figure out here. If you're in the market for a new smartphone, you could bundle it with the new classic watch, Watch 6 Classic. Or you could bundle it with a tablet. Or you could then go and get a pair of Galaxy Buds. Or you can get it to work with your Samsung fridge. Or you could be programming your Samsung washing machine. Or you could be then throwing the content onto your Samsung TV and hearing it through a Samsung soundbar. What I'm saying by this statement, Samsung has a product for everything laptops, monitors. Um, they don't do security cameras yet. I, I nearly said security cameras. They have a product for everything. And this is a smart move by Samsung. They're building the ecosystem. They're making it stronger every single year. My only question is, again, going back to the flip and the fold thing, should they do it every single year? I think in some categories, it's a no from me. It just doesn't seem necessary. It kind of seems like I wasted some of your time. But ultimately, what you should have learned is that if you are now on the market for a flip or a fold, go and get the previous year model. I think you get great value out of it. If you're in the market for a tablet, maybe have a look at the Samsung, but definitely consider competitors now, such as the Google Pixel tablet, which wasn't a competitor last year. And again, when it comes to smartwatches, yes, the Samsung watch is available, but know that if you've got an Android device, you have a choice of almost any smartwatch on the planet, except for the Apple Watch. And if you have an iPhone, you could have effectively any smartwatch on the planet, period, including the Samsung. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. I'll speak to you again next week. I'll be right here waiting just for you. Catch you later. Bye-bye.